Power Conference 2021 Tagged, Manifestation Presents 8 Days of Experiencing and Activating God's Power Throughout This Month of March The purpose of this conference is to unveil the sons of God and activate them to release the power of God resident in them. By so doing, manifest the fullness of God's glory here on earth. Be empowered as you watch and listen. Jesus is Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's give God praise for bringing us to the fifth day of this power conference. God has been leading us from the very first day. And then we've been enjoying divine revelations and insights from God's word. If you know you have been a partaker, I want to open your mouth and begin to appreciate God. Father, we give you praise and glory. We give you honor and thanksgiving. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your revelations. Thank you for all your grace in the course of this process. Thank you, Lord, for your word that has been coming. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for illumination. Thank you for divine enlightenment. We give you praise and glory. We give you honor and thanksgiving. We say, Blessed be your name forever. Be thou exalted. Be thou glorified.
who approach God as God instead of Father. The reason why as believers, as sons and daughters of God, we, we, we contemplate and we're afraid, we, we hold back from calling God, referring to him as our Father. We just recognize him as a deity. The reason is because of the appearances of sin and allowing sin to do or dominate over us when we're supposed to be what? Dominating over sin. Amen. Amen. So the Holy Spirit helps us, joins us, okay, to be able to call God our beloved Father. But it says, for the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved sons. Mm. You are God's beloved child. The Holy Spirit whispers in within that you are God's beloved child. Amen. Yeah. Verse 17. And since we are of, we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heads of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. Now, verse 18, I am convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of glory that is about to be unveiled in us. Mm. Now, the entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. Verse 20, for against its will, the universe itself has had to endure the empty futility of it, resulting from the consequence of human sin. But now, with eager expectation, all creation longs for freedom from slavery to decay and to experience with us the wonderful freedom coming to God's children. Now we need to recall that at the fall in the beginning, what happened? After the exchange, man gave to the devil, what happened? Everything God created, including that which God gave to man, became what? Corrupted. So even the other creation, the, 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 the waters, the, 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 the land, everything is crying for what? Liberation also. And that's why we see earthquakes, we see all these disasters and all that. They, they are manifestations of the creation yearning to be what? Delivered from the decay of what came out of it, which was not of itself. Yeah. So this activation of power we are praying for this period is not just for you, it's not just about you, yeah. it's about the children of God all over the nations, about you know creation. It's not just about you. So I want you to approach the remaining days of the power conference with a different life, a different perspective. It's not just about you. There is more to it. The whole creation is waiting for you. So how do you liberate it? Are you getting it? So we're going to be praying again this this time in the spirit. Because like we heard, it's the Holy Spirit that helps us do all this. It's the one walking in within us for us to be able to do what? Reveal to the world and be what? Useful to the creation. Are we together? Yes. They are waiting for us. Yes. Creation is waiting for us. Yes. The world is waiting for us. Yes. Open your mouth and begin to speak in the spirit for an anticipation of the beginning of the day. Yes. And I'm waiting again. Yes. 
go ahead and share, go ahead and comment, go ahead and like. So somebody else may get blessed. Like you heard what Pastor was saying, it's not about you, it's not about me, it's about the body. Are we together? It's about the body and it's about creation because creation is needing, is crying for our manifestation. We see the, the natural disasters happening everywhere. Creation is crying for our manifestation. Why? Because although Jesus has reconciled all things, the Bible says all things, all things means is a is, is, is a Greek word past, which means whatever all man, everything on the earth have been reconciled to the Father. But this reconciliation can only be effected when the sons of God manifest. So without our manifestation, there can be no reconciliation. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's the reason why we have to manifest. So that our geographical locations can feel the power of God and begin to rejoice. There's a level of manifestation that the souls of God will exude from the earth in their locations that some things cannot happen around them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. I remember I heard a story about uh, Charles and Francis Hunter, two great, a great couple, amen. They were powerfully used by God in the miraculous and in the healing ministry. I learned that Kenneth uh, uh, came to their church to minister, and as he finished ministry, he said, Okay, please, I want to pray for the sick. Is there anybody sick here? And the, the Charles came to Kenneth, to, sorry, Benny, not Kenneth, Benny. And Charles came to Benny's ear and whispered him and said, Nobody is sick here. And Benny was like, Are you kidding me? And he said, Yes, there's a covenant we have with God in this church that if you walk into the church sick, you cannot walk out sick. Amen. Amen. That is in their only little, that is what little geographical location, the earth there, the creation there is rejoicing. Are you not saying? And that's what we are looking for. When we begin to manifest the glory of God, the power of God is so much that wherever we are, the location will rejoice that we are there. And we cannot say, we send the devil out of the location, we see the presence of God in the location. And that's the purpose of this conference, for us to manifest. Amen. So it's not a denominational conference. It's a conference for the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. Alright, so continue today. We've learned, we've learned, we've been learning on the power of the blessing. We've got four parts. Amen. And that this is a fifth part. Actually, the whole of this conference is going to be about the power of the blessing. Amen. So the eight lessons we are going to have is going to be on the power of the blessing. And we saw that the blessing that God gave to man has five components. Three higher than that which he gave to other creatures. Amen to Jesus. And we discovered that two out of these three had to do with power, with the world, subdue and have dominion. So man had three more than the other creature, and two out of these three had to do with power. So that means two over three is what? Is 90%. 90% of what makes man different from other creatures' power. Are you know what I'm saying? 90% of what makes man higher than other creatures' what? Power. So if we are not manifesting the power of God, it means that we are playing of what makes us higher than other creatures. We are playing the of what gives us the advantage and the edge in life. Amen to Jesus. So, we are continuing on the power of blessing this part 5. And today we are going to be studying exercising dominion daily through the abundance of grace. Exercising dominion daily through the abundance of grace. Amen to Jesus. So, we are going to be starting off on dominion today. We've been able to at least um, stay on our um, subject for a while. 
Amen. So we are starting up on dominion. Amen. Now in a bit to understand dominion, we have we have been studying the synonyms used to explain the Hebrew word for dominion. You know, uh, uh, the last teaching we did, we started up on dominion and we began that as our fourth day. We started up on dominion and began to study the synonyms used to explain dominion. We've ended subdued. So please, if you've not been following it, just go back from day one and begin to study and begin to uh, watch the teachings and uh, you'll be able to flow with us. So we, 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 we began to. We, we began to explain the word dominion, and dominion is from the Hebrew word ratao. And so in this teaching, we'll go further in doing so. So we'll go further in studying dominion. Amen to Jesus. Now, two words that we use to explain ratao are rule and reign. Rule and what? Reign. Rule and reign. This means that to dominate is to rule and reign daily. Now, if you see this teaching, we'll be talking about daily life, daily operation. Now, the Christian life is not is, is not a once a week life or twice a week because for some of us, we are at our Christianity peak on our midweek service, on our Sunday service. We are at our Christianity peak during the program, when the program is going on. You see, some people say, ah, ah man, that revival program was revived. Now, I began to study a little, very little on revivals. And I began, and Great Awakenings, and I began to understand that Great Awakenings came, revivals came, and they turned cities up, downside up, upside down. They turned cities around for Jesus. There was a particular city that, at the point in time, all the drinking baths were empty. The police station, nobody coming again. The courts, they didn't have plenty. There was nobody coming to court. The revival was so intense. But one of the challenge was that the revivals actually over the years, if you look at the 10 meters revival, they, they have not been able to maintain them. And there are many reasons. One of the reasons is uh, when people begin to get uh, offended in the man of God, then gossiping, basically, works of the flesh begins to show up. And the purpose of revival is to extinguish is to extinguish the works of the flesh. Are we together? That's the purpose of revival, is to extinguish the work. So long as people cannot stay connected to the works of the flesh being extinguished, some of them do not extinguish, actually they suppress. Yeah. And after they suppress, it represses and, and what they call um, uh, a, a relapse. Amen. But that's what is meant to be praised of no more. So the, 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 the power of God is not a day, it's not once in a week or twice in a week or during the program thing where we come and we feel the goosebumps, we feel the anointing on our feet, on our head, and we feel fire, and you know, every of those feelings and every of that. Yeah, that is not what we're talking about here. We're talking about, we're talking about a daily life. Like um, Apostle Suleiman said, it, the, the, the anointing of God is not perpetual. You don't need to do like this before you feel it. Amen. The anointing of God is not a feet shaking, it's not a shouting, it's not a shivering, it's not a feeling. Amen to Jesus. The power of God is a daily occurrence. And that is the purpose of this conversation. We want to live it out daily. Daily. Amen. If Christians can live out the power of God daily, we need that for the whole manifestation. Manifestation is an act of God exuding, living out the power of God on a daily basis. That's manifestation. When we hear manifestation, we're not thinking of something out of the air. No, 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 no. 
That's grace. The prayer of salvation and the weakness. What picking there is that the word picking is actually from the Greek word zao or zoe, which means life, to lighten, praise God, to lighten. So the giver, the giver of life to everyone who was there in sin, praise God forevermore. And we know very well that um, this is the person of Jesus. Romans 5 verse 8 makes us understand that. See, for God connected his love to Jesus in that. While we are sinners, then in sin, we can see that we can compare that with Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. says, even when we were dead in sin, look at um, Romans 5 verse 8, it says, in that while we were dead sinners, are we together? Yes. While we were dead in sin, and while we were yet sinners, the same thing. Is that also? Even that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see that? Praise God. So we can see that that. that, that that um, Jesus Christ is what is the grace of God because he's the one who brought salvation to us and he's the one who quickened us from sin. Praise the Lord. He gave us life. Amen. So the grace of God is the person of Jesus. This means that we have, I believe many of us who are listening to me have heard this again and again. Grace is not a subject. Grace is not a teaching. Grace is not a, a doctrine. And you cannot say Grace is the person of Jesus. So when they say these grace preachers, they are actually saying these Jesus preachers. Are you getting it? Because grace is the person of Jesus. And without grace, there is no gospel. The word gospel actually means what? Good news. Glad tidings. That's what gospel means. Without Jesus, there is no good news. That's why it says, uh, Joy to the world and peace to all men. Why? Because Christ the King is born. He is the bringer of glad tidings, of good news. So, remove grace preaching from Christianity, you only have a dead religion. If I remove grace preaching, you can't even have Christianity. Because what Christian is a, is a Greek word, Christian, which means a follower of Christ. So if you remove grace from Christian, you only have Tiago, no Christ. You only have Anu, amen. And Anu is a follower, you can follow anything. So you can follow the wind, you can follow the Jewish the, 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 the priests, you can, you can follow people that have been following things, even before <laughs> things. So you cannot tell me that these grace preachers are errors, are errors. No, because if you remove you have removed Christ from Tianity, from Eanity. So you don't have Eanity, not Christianity. You don't have an Ian, not a Christian. You have Ianos, not Christianos. Are you getting me? So you can't remove grace from this thing we are doing. You can't remove grace from this relationship we have. That's why it is not a religion. It is a revelation of God's grace to man. Christianity is not a religion, it's a revelation of God's grace to man in the person of Jesus. Are we together? So that's why we've we, we heard this before, and many of us have heard it, that it is not a teaching. Grace is not a teaching. It's the revelation of Jesus. It's the revelation of God to man. And in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God. And the word was God's flesh, and dwelt among men. And we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of God, full of grace and truth. God revealed to man is called grace. So you can't read if you are trying to play down on the revelation of grace. That means you are trying to play down on the revelation of God to man. Yes, you know that some people preach it in errors, fine, but that does not stop the truth of what it is. 
The devil always pervert anything God does. Is that not so? The devil always try to spoil anything God does. But that does not change the truth that what God has done is he has done. That's what somebody Lord where shall be forever. So the revelation of grace is forever. Amen. Grace, grace in the person of Jesus has appeared to all men, but he can only work in those who receive him. You see that the Bible says in Titus 2 verse 7, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all. Pass. Again, the word pass. Greek word pass. All men, not some men. Some of us say about Jesus was in Israel when he came. But when the Bible says, if the Son of Man, Jesus said, if the Son of Man, the little of God, and he withdraw all men unto himself. So when Jesus was in Israel, when he came, but when he died, he was, when he died, he was born on the cross. His soul of his food was not on Israel again. He was lifted up, and all eyes behold him. And all that symbolizes every tribe and every tongue. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so being that the fact that he was lifted up, he was taken above the earth, all the earth, to see him, he had appeared to men when he was lifted up. Are you know what I'm saying? So while he was on earth, while he walked three and when he walked thirty three and a half years, it may be that he had appeared to his own and his own new not. And you know what I'm saying? That's why John chapter one verse said he came to his own and his own new not. That's what he but the day that that we see today giving power to become the sons of God. While he walked the face of the earth for three and a half years, his own did not know him, they did not receive him. Are you gonna say? But at the end of his ministry, he was not deceived for three and a half years. Grace was revealed to Israel. No wonder when he traveled there, Jesus looked and he shook his head at Jerusalem and he said, He wept and he saw Jesus and said, Hi, I love to cover you the way a hen covers a cheek or you will not let me. Now, that was the period where grace was only appearing to a set of people, a nation that was what? The Jews. He walked the face of the earth. His leg was in contact with the earth consistently for that 33 and a half years. And you know what I'm saying? Why? Because for 33 and a half years, the Jews were given the privilege to what? To get the grace of God that appeared to all to, to, to receive him. And you know what I'm saying? But now, at the end of 33 and a half years, his legs, at the end of his life on earth, his legs were not touching the ground. Is that not so? His legs were suspended. Why the suspension? Because at that point, he was no longer appearing to each man alone. He was appearing to all, to all men. That is the point where the grace of God appeared to him. The grace of God did not appear to one man while he was walking on the face of the earth for 33 and a half years. No, that's not it appeared. It was at the point where he was saying, as, 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 as Moses lifted up the serpent, so the Son of Man shall be lifted up. Same way, Moses put a bronze serpent, bronze symbolizes judgment, he put a bronze serpent on the stick. And when it was on the floor, it was the, when the stick was on the floor, he put the serpent there. Then, by the time they had to get salvation, what happened? He had to lift up the bronze serpent. The bronze serpent was touching the floor while he was working on it. Are you getting what I'm saying? That symbolized when Jesus was being nailed. Are you getting me? Now, by the time salvation had to come to the people, what happened? He had to lift up the serpent and it was no longer on the floor. So when Jesus was lifted, he was no longer dealing with Israel alone now. He was dealing with what? He was being revealed what? to the whole world. That was the point where the grace of God appeared to Amen. At the point of his crucifixion, praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Now so, only those who receive Jesus, who is the grace of God, can be and live as sons of God in life. It's only those who receive him. He has appeared to God, but it's only those who receive that can become sons of God. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, But as many as receive him, to them he 
sons of God, even to them that believe in his name. It's only the receivers that have the power to become. And you know what I'm saying? So those who don't receive don't have the power to become. And so he said, but the grace of God that appeared to me, why are some people still believing in sin? Because George is saying, let us understand it from the beginning. For God so loved God, and he gave his only body because of that whosoever believeth in him should not pray without him last night. Only believing and receiving gives you the license to become the Son of God. So we see a lot of people don't want to believe, they don't want to receive, they can't become the Son of God. And you know what I'm saying? They can't become the sons of God. It's only on that ground that you can't become the sons of God. Amen to Jesus. And so, it's important for everybody who's under the sound of my voice, who has not believed in Jesus and has not received him, to do that right now. Are you going to say? Because without that, you cannot become the son of God and you cannot manifest. Remember, Romans 8, verse 9, says, for the endless expectation of the creation, waited for who? The manifestation of who? The souls of God. Not the the, the human beings that are God's grace, like, you know what I'm saying? Now, when we receive Jesus, we don't relate with God as God, we relate with Him as Father, Abba Father. For the Spirit bears, uh, for, um, um, the, say for, the, for the Spirit bears that Spirit that we are what, that we are children of God. And it says, uh, and, and, and it goes on that says, for those to pray as you all. For the Holy Spirit, make a dissertation for you in the promise that can no one be altered. So, this relationship is only for those who have received, who have believed and received, received Jesus. You cannot be classified as a son of God if you have not done this. And it's not my fault, it's not your fault, right? Because God does not force his fatherhood on anybody. I am a father, I have children, but my children call me daddy. I don't expect another person's children to call me daddy. I don't expect it. I hear something. In fact, um, there's a particular, there are some, um, my, my neighbors are kids, they are very fond of me. And what they call me is, Judge Bass Daddy. I hear what I'm saying. I hear what I'm saying. Yeah, because I am Judge Bass Daddy. I am not their daddy. So, God, and I can't start telling them, call me daddy. That's, that's out of place. God will not force his fatherhood on you. You have to receive his fatherhood. Only on that ground, you can, you can call him what? Daddy. I call him Daddy. I call him Abba. That's the actual Hebrew word for Daddy. Abba is a fun word of calling God. Abba, Father. Abba, Abba, dear Daddy, Father. So that's only for those who are coming. Amen. And God will not force it on you. If you receive it, it's yours. If you don't receive it, he said, that's why I don't, I don't ask who forced this nature, who forced many things on you. You don't force things. So when you can talk to some you go to Christian, what kind of people like this? We don't force things on you. You can't force Jesus down the truth of people. You can't force anything down No, no, no. People will receive when they want to receive. The same thing with God. You won't force anything on you. Amen to Jesus. That's what that's what the grace of God is Jesus. The grace of God is God made flesh and dwelt among God. The grace of God is Jesus who brought salvation to humanity and who also did what? Who also quickened us from the death called sin. Amen to Jesus. Now we need to understand what is abundance of grace because our Bible scripture says they who receive what abundance of grace and the great gift of righteousness. Is that not so? Shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. So now what is the abundance of grace? The word abundance is from the Greek word perisea. Perisea. And perisea has quite a number of synonyms used to define it. And I love the synonyms. Amen. The first one is superabundantly. Second one is superfluously. 
The, the next one is superiority. The next one is preference. The next one is preeminence. The next one is gain. The next one is profit. The next one is residue. The next one is remains. The next one is surplusage. I know these words are sweet in the ear. Is that not so? Superfocity. Superabundance. Praise God for the Lord. So what is abundance of grace? Abundance of grace is grace. That is Jesus that is superabundantly and superfocity supplies which makes no room for lack shortage or scarcity in life is what Jesus that is super abundantly and super forcefully supplied which makes for no lack no shortage and no scarcity in life number two what is the abundance means of God the abundance means of God is Jesus that is that always has a residue and remains thus he can never get empty are you understanding so that means you understand that a child of God who has believed in Jesus and received Jesus can never be empty of grace. You can't be empty. Say, I just feel empty. No, you are feeling it does not mean that is what it is. You can never be empty of grace. You may not only say, I'm low on my revelation level now. I cannot say, but it doesn't mean that you are low on grace. And you cannot you can't run out of grace. That's like they take a cell, they ask me, they take you, when you are feeling depressed, what do you do? He said, I begin to eat the word, I begin to study again. He said, because when I start feeling depressed, it means that I am low on my work level. You know he was a very busy man. It's not really he was strong. So he may not really have time sometimes to stay in the long story. So when he discovered that, he checks it. When he, one of the ways to check your blood pressure is, is, is your is, um, the machine also used to check your blood pressure. And also, you check your sugar level, there's high blood level, high sugar level, and low sugar level. You have high blood pressure and low blood pressure. When your blood pressure is low, you know what to start doing. When your sugar level is low, you tend to start taking sugary things so you can get your sugar level to, to, the, to the right state. So when he checks, one of the ways to check his, his, uh, his spiritual, his work base, his work, to check his soul. When depression starts coming, he knows that my one base is done. That's why then he said that is, why art thou cast down, O my soul? Rejoice in the Lord. Why he had to know this? As a child, when you to know your soul status. Yes. You, you, do you understand when they tell you to go and check? It's, 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 not, it's not wrong to go and do frequent checkups. But a lot of people are afraid of going to do It's right to do frequent checkups. It's not because you don't go to hospital for checkups because they are sick. No. It's just to know. The functionality of your body and to know how to keep um, maintaining your body, praise God. I remember when I went to do a particular checkup and when I saw all the checks, everything was perfect. I said, with all this pressure I'm going through, everything perfect, man, God will have to Sometimes you don't want to do checkups, so you'll be saying, God, you are doing well. Amen. Praise God. Now, so David knew how to check his soul status. The same thing, can I tell you, you have to check his soul status? We also know how to, need to know how to check our soul status. To know when we are going low on our work base, on our study base, on our work base, on our prayer base, so as to know where to, where to pick up and top up. Amen. We don't believe in the vision. Some of us just dash out of the house. We just say a strict prayer. We don't even read the Bible. Thank God for uh, um, audio Bibles now and stuff like that, teaching materials we listen to. But far beyond audio Bible, there are times you just need to sit down with the Lord and open this hard copy Bible. Are you going to say? Without the Bible, there are times you need to open this hard copy Bible. But there are some revelations that pops in from these old pages sometimes that the technology cannot give it to you. Are you going to say? 
their revelations. That's why some of us we still mark some things that were marked before. <laughs> some of you are marked before you mark it again. Some of you are marked, you are written on before you write again. Why? Because there's some revelation that comes from these hard copy old pages that you may look, you may call old pages. And you know what I'm saying? Now, so we never grow and there's always a residual of grace. Grace cannot just leave us totally. Oh, are you getting me? Like he carry a Jupiter, and God has given us vessels. 
vessels, and our vessels, our, the, 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 the extent to which our vessels is sweet is determined on us. The Bible says, if any man poured himself, he shall be a vessel unto all of Now, when I looked at that scripture, I was very disrespectful point in that scripture. He said that there's vessels of gold, of silver, of wood, and think of clay. He says, and then he went on to say, and there are vessels of honor. Unto honor and unto dishonor. Now the Bible never specified which one is unto honor them and unto dishonor. You didn't tell you the types of vessels. But you went on and said there are the ones of honor and unto dishonor. He didn't tell you whether the gold is honor and the wood is honor. The gold is honor and the clay is dishonor. No, no, it's dishonor. No. But he went on to make us know which vessel is unto honor and unto dishonor. He said, if any man purges himself, he shall be fit for the master. So what does that mean? You will be a vessel of earth. But if you purge yourself, you'll be more valuable than a vessel of gold. Yes. No matter how beautiful a vessel of gold is, if it's messed up with feces, when you give it to, to somebody, the vessel will not use it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. But no matter how ugly a vessel of earth, a clay vessel is looking, so long as it's clean inside, you prefer to use it. So it's not the vessel you are made of that matters. It's how clean you are and how recipient you are that matters. So stop complaining. God, I don't have this capacity, I don't have this capacity. I only have one talent. One talent is enough to change the world. You don't need five. In fact, I might study and understood that the man with one talent is even better than the one with five talents. Because the man with five talents could easily get distracted. He has to be he can sing, he can dance. In fact, over time, as a child of God, you 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 you, you, you graduate from operating in five talents to one talent. That's how you bring your work with God. He can sing, he can dance, he can preach, he can, he can do all five different things and he's feeling like a superstar. How many people are known for five things in this world? The people we celebrate today are known for only one thing. Are you understand what I'm saying? So the man who wanted it was the one who had the advantage. In fact, he could get a hundred more. The one with five could get ten more, but the way that one with four was, he could get a hundred more. But he didn't understand what God had given to him. Because as you progress in life, you progress from five to one. Five is to easily get confused. He diversified. But in business, they let you understand that when you start off, you diversify. But as you grow up, you, you, get, you focus on one. <laughs> he can diversify, but his diversification is distracted. At the end of the day, he must choose that one thing. That was the one thing is he must choose that one thing that he must do. If he sticks things to divide, he will end up not being productive, he will end up not being efficient and effective enough, and he will end up not being known by anybody. But if he wants to be known as the greater, he must choose that one thing that he's going to do. That's the foolishness of the man with the world. So it all depends on you, you know what I'm saying? So um, the extent to which we see Jesus fooling us is the extent to which we will never get empty life. And you know what I'm saying too? The extent to which we see Jesus as Lord of Lords, King of Kings, and Master of All is the extent to which we have superiority and preeminence in life. The extent to which we see Jesus in charge of life, in charge of the earth, and in charge of the world is the extent to which we have preeminence in life. Many of us don't see Jesus as in charge. We see the government in charge. We see different things in charge. We must obey every government because God allowed them to come in there. He may not have been instituted, but he allowed. You get what I'm saying? So we obey government authority. But we must not see them as in charge. We must see Jesus as in charge. Why? Because when we see Jesus in charge, if the government begins to go against the ways of Jesus, we can go on our knees and relocate them to another place. You get what I'm saying? 
But they do not see Jesus in charge. Anything they do, we take it to God and sing them. And then they can even mess up our faith in God. Amen. Praise God forevermore. That's why they look at the, 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 the disciples of God. When they, when they threaten them not to speak in the name of Jesus, they say, ah, what I say? Ah, you say, we cannot speak in order to be You cannot stop us from speaking. We must speak and paraphrase. They say, we must speak. The authority of God say, we must speak. They challenge the authority. But they went back and told the other disciples. And the other church began to pray and say, Lord, we ask that you grant great boldness to your servant and they may preach the word. If it's our time today, they say, don't speak. They say, we'll look for another video to preach. Then we'll go and tell the church. The church says, true, let us obey them. But the church, the first church, when they say don't preach in the name of Jesus, they say hey, there's no other name by which we can preach other than God. We, we preach to that like the Lord. And they say, okay, we can't tell our members, so we back us up in prayer and say we can pray. And the members do the right thing, they began to pray for more boldness to preach. And you know what I'm saying? That's why we must see Jesus as King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and in charge of the earth and the world. Else, the world will mess us up. We will not have preeminence in life. The essence which we see Jesus as the winner is the essence which will profit and gain in life. The essence which you see him as the winner is the essence which will profit and gain in life. Amen to Jesus. So the limit we place on Jesus in our lives is the extent to which we rule and reign in life. The limit we place on Jesus is the extent to which we rule and reign in life. Are you getting what I'm saying? Only those who receive Jesus as the abundant grace of God can reign in life. Only those who receive Jesus as the abundant grace of God can reign in life. If not receive him as the grace of God, I cannot say, but receive him as the abundant grace of God. So in other words, if you want to reign in life, you must do what? You must take the limits of Jesus in your life now. Any limits you are placed on Jesus in your life, you've got to take them off now, now, now. If you choose to rule and reign in life, life will always give you your limitations, but it's your decision to take them or not. Yes. Life will tell you what it thinks you are. It's your decision to accept what life is saying or not. But as a child of God, your decision is made to be what? To take the limits of Jesus. When they are telling you you are a failure, take the limits of Jesus. In primary school, primary four, precisely, I was so told that the word God was my definition. My elder brother used to tease me that they keep cheating on my report card because you see E to E to red band, you know red band, and now it's called F9. In secondary school, it's called F9, but in primary school, it's called E to E to red virus, E to E to B. The only thing you see in is BK, Bible knowledge. They remember in mathematics, English, science, blah, all of them E to. I was told that the word God was my definition. And my primary four teacher told me, you'll be a shit packer. He told me I'll be a shitpacker. Praise God. Because I was dull. I was not only dull, I was timid. I was not only timid, I was shy. I was not only shy, I was afraid. I was that timid, shy, afraid, and dull. I could not talk. I'm very shy. I was crazy shy. I could not talk like this. So preaching today, some good thing that I've always been like this. No, 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 no. I speak this. I was a talker, but I couldn't talk. <laughs> I was a talker, but I was timid and shy. He was asking me a question in class and he told me to start up to answer. I knew the answer of the question. I knew the right answer. But because of fear, I gave the wrong answer and he flopped me. So he had resolved, he had written me off that I would be a shit. But I thank God. I thank God. The same person I used to get 
in his course, he resolved it. Bible knowledge. Jesus always got in from primary school. <laughs> if I failed anything, I was passed. I was getting in, but I don't know it was happening. And I was not reading, but I was passing it. I went to the university. Bible courses, I'll get in.
I pray there, I'll just be praying for everyone. But if you know you're not the son of my God, and you have not received Jesus, amen, and you have not believed in him as your Lord and Savior, and you have not received him as your Lord and Savior, I tell you the truth, I tell you the truth, there is no hope for you. I want you, at this moment, if you know you know God things, and you know you want to do it, please just say this prayer after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, today I know that I'm a sinner, and I know that I've rejected you, I've rejected your exceeding abundant grace towards me. Today, Lord Jesus, I believe in you that you died and resurrected for my sin. I believe in you that you are my Lord and personal Savior, my conquering King. I receive you as my Lord and personal Savior, and I choose to follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for everyone who has made this prayer. Lord, I thank you for receiving them in the beloved, and I thank you for the grace to follow you all the days of their life. Thank you for the grace is made available to them. And the Lord will receive you and the manifest your glory and your grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I want to pray for a set of people. There are some people here, you have placed limits on your finances. You have placed a cap on your finances. You didn't know you were placing that limit. But no matter what you begin, you've been thinking in a particular way. I remember I was talking with somebody once and she told me, I'm not even expecting a miracle. I'm not even expecting it because I was financial. I said, I'm not even expecting the miracle. Are you hear what I'm saying? You have placed the you have put a cap on your finances. And as a result of that, you see that you have lived in a particular street. You can't go beyond that lifestyle. You can't even give, you can't even give beyond the particular limits. You, you, you can't even do anything big in your finances. The Lord want me to pray for you. I want to join my faith with you. What will remove that limit you are placed on the grace of God in your life? What to remove that in this right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, I join my faith with that brother, that sister, who has over the years placed a limit on his on your on, on your grace in his life in the area of his finances. Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we remove that limit. We remove the limits now. We remove the limits now. We remove the limits now. We remove the limit now. We remove the limits now. We remove the limits now. Yes, pop up in you. Beautiful ideas, but 
tell yourself it's not achievable. And you kill them. They have come time and again. Some of the times when they come, you just look at your finances and say impossible. And you kill them. You don't just like going out of the pub, thinking out of the pub. You don't like going out of the barricades you put for yourself. You don't like taking risks. And a lot of people tell you that what you are calling risk is not actually risk, it's pain. A lot of people tell you, if I give you a vision, you cannot accomplish it. So you have to depend on me. And so that Lord said, that's what I'm giving you those beautiful ideas. He said, Lord, those ideas are not coming from the devil. No, they're not coming from your mind. No, sometimes you think of yourself and say, I'm just a good thinker. No, the Lord says, it's not that you're a good thinker. The Lord says, it's not that you're like realistic. The Lord says, it is me pumping greatness through your mind. I'm pumping greatness through your mind. And the Lord says, I should tell you, take the limits off. Take the limits off. Venture, take a step. Now, please, if this is you, if this is you, you can reach us. Please reach to us. I would love to communicate with you. The Lord says, take the limits off. Take risks. Let me tell you something. I entered into missions. Let me use the word by, by coincidence. I remember the first missions with when the Lord opened that door. I went to the Lord and told the Lord, God, I don't like French. Even in primary school, I hated French. So why missions? Why a French country? And I heard the Lord tell me straight, I will give you an error. They say we are Moses and Aaron. And the same way the Lord said it, uh, the Bible says that Aaron came to meet Moses and he was, he was excited when he met me. That was exactly the way the Aaron met me. Everything fell in place as the Lord said it. Are you getting what I'm saying? By the next mission suite, I was, I was also shaking. And then what? The Lord said it, I was afraid and I still went. The Lord let me tell you, stop being afraid. Let your faith be in me. And I will bring those visions to pass. Lord, I pray for that individual, that brother, that sister. I pray for the faith to be put on you. And Lord, everything they need to make your visions in their hearts come to pass. Let the supernatural bring it in the name of Jesus. I want to be praying for everyone person who over the years, you, there's somebody who's been having a stomach condition and you have conditioned your life with that stomach condition. You have placed a limit on your feeding, on your, on your lifestyle, based on that stomach condition. Now the Lord is saying that is not him. He didn't put it there. And it's not of him. So the Lord wants to take up that limit now. And the healing power of God is coming upon you now. Yeah. That limit is taken off now. Yeah. That limitation in your stomach is taken off now.
touched by the power of God, if your case was called, if, if whether your case was called or not, but the power of God touched you, you received the vibration, you received the healing, you received the breakthrough by this meeting, please do well to communicate back to us. Please go to ministry at gmail.com. Send your praise report to us. Communicate back to us. We want to keep communicating with you and releasing the power of God into your life and partnering with you to see God's power manifested in your life. Thank you for your time. God bless you. Grace to you. Jesus is Glory be to God. We believe you've been blessed by today's word. Kindly send us your testimonies via email. To connect or receive other ministry resource by Pastor Chumdi Ohahuna and Funk Ohahuna, kindly use any of these channels of the ministry. Be blessed.